Mr. Inspo is stop glorifying being busy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your ear holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Basically Being Better. I'm Abby. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is on the book... First we make The Beast Beautiful by Sarah Wilson. Great book. Fantastic book. It's really pretty too. Oh man, I love a pretty book. Same. I mean, you're not meant to judge a book by its cover, but oh, I totally do. Me too. Oh, and I love the, the contrast between the blue and the orange and the oh. excitement that that brings. I know. It sparks joy. It does spark a lot of joy, that book cover. <laughs> Um, but just taking back a step, yeah. I just would like to like ask how hype is our new intros? I know. <laughs> it just gets you going. It's like a pump up song. I feel like it sounds better than we are. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But it's like it's like, oh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it's like I'm ex- I'm waiting for two people to walk out and like be on a stage and like, hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. What up? Yes. Thanks to our producer Jono for that Jono. little number. Yes, he's so talented. I know. Jeez. Um, okay, segments? Segments. Should we start off with a recent recommendation? Oh yeah, let's do that. Alright, so... Do you have one though? Yes. Good. I'm, I'm still not sold on the name, by the way. You neither. <laughs> but anyway, this is my like go-to thing I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, designer wardrobe. Oh, yes. Do you remember Designer Wardrobe when yes. it was on Facebook and they used to sell all the clothes all the time? It was like real heavily relied upon during my uni years. And now they've got this fancy website. And now they've got a fancy website. And I spent like my entire evening last night, like I've held this in all day to tell you, that on Designer Wardrobe looking for dresses for your wedding. Yeah. So that, because I was looking at renting them and they're actually about the same price to buy from Designer Wardrobe, uh, like, Designer Wardrobe also rents as well now. Yes. But some of the ones were, like, you could buy them. For a similar price as renting. For a similar price as renting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm nailing life. That's so cool. Yes, I haven't bought a dress yet. I bought a dress, but it wasn't a dress for your wedding. Did you? Yes. I oh my a, gosh. I bought a Karen Walker dress for, like, 40 bucks. Sweet. Yeah. What's it like? It's, like, blue and mustard with like flowery bits on it. I don't know how long it is because there wasn't a picture of someone wearing it. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited. That is exciting. Yeah, their website's really good actually. Yeah. Can't say I've brought from it, but I do look on it often. Do you? Mm. How have you not told me about it? I thought you would have known. (laughs) Oh, and there's loads of like kowtow stuff. Yeah, so much kowtow. And it's not expensive. No, it's Easier to use than trade me. A hundred percent easier to use the trade me. It's like boom, bam, thing done. Yeah. Yep. And you filter out all that crap. Yeah, definitely. No, it's really, really cool. I'm like, yep, that's that's the thing I'm doing at the moment. If I want to buy something, that's your recent reco. My recent reco. <laughs> We've really got to work on that. <laughs> Any suggestions? Please let us know. <laughs> We are failing. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. 
Do you have anything? Not this week. Okay. I hope to have something next week. All right. Well, I've already got my one for next week. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. <laughs> I've written it on the next page. Stop. It's the only thing written on the next page. Stop piling recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to. Have to. Yeah. Cool. Pause. But I thought I would mix it up and I've got a quick question for you this week. Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready for this. It, I don't know how you do it, because as soon as I thought of it, I had to stop myself from asking <laughs> you for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> oh, man. It was only like an hour left to go, so I feel like you're okay. I know. <laughs> but it was really tough. <laughs> okay, quick okay. question. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Did you hire more glasses than people for your wedding, or did the people just sort that out for you? I told them how much... Because it came with our alcohol. Yeah. And I said to them how much, how many people we had, and then they sort out how many Uh, glasses we needed. So you didn't have to think about it. No. I have no idea how many glasses we got. Yeah. But we got champagne floats, wine glasses, and water water glasses. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to organise this evening. But then I'm like, ooh, I feel like I need to order more than people there are. In case of breakages or, you know, if you just put down a glass and then you lose it. Yeah. I think you do need to order more than there are, but I don't know how many more than there are. Might Google. In my head, I'm thinking maybe 10 more. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I will Google. I have zero idea. That was not a great answer to that question. No, I had to ask. Yeah, good question. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, what's our next one? Insta inspo. Insta inspo. Okay, it's a quickie. It's a goodie. It's a really like I really enjoyed it when I found it. That's my hype for it. Uh, Insta inspo is <laughs> Insta inspo is stop glorifying being busy. That's hits ya. It hits ya, and it was really cool. It was done by. Um, at Lucia Lippmann and and um, it was posted so she did it and then at Just Girl Project posted it and that's how I found it. Nice. And now we're going to post it. So and it's just like a never ending chain oh. of people posting it. Got to credit like 10 people. You do, you end up, but yeah. I it's guess. very pretty. Definitely, you've got to credit Lucia. Yeah. Or Lucy, she says Lucy Lippmann is her name but Lucia is the um handle Aye. yeah so that's really cool and um yeah rachel stop glorifying being busy yeah stop always saying man i'm so busy i totally glorify it like i love having a to-do list yeah same and going i'm so busy and i also feel like if you get asked how are things going like your automatic responses are oh, so busy oh yeah just busy 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 and you know your people were like yeah i understand that's cool yeah. Good work. Always busy. Keep it up. Yeah. That shouldn't be what we're doing. No. Hmm. No. So that's um, it's a good little piece of Insta Inspo. Insta Inspo. I like the little hype I gave it, actually. Yeah. I'm proud of that. It's like <laughs> you carried on the theme from our intro. I think I did. It was all like, all still in me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hype up everything. <laughs> yep. Do you want to yep. hype up the book? Uh, no, your turn. Okay. <laughs> it won't be I've as exciting. I've used it all up. <laughs> You're drained of hype. Yeah. 
Um, so today we're going to be talking about First We Make the Beast Beautiful by Sarah Wilson. Yes, so it is a new story about anxiety. Anxiety, yay! Woo! And Sarah Wilson is the uh, I Cut Sugar Lady, eh? Yes, yep. she is. She is. And then she went on to write this book. And the little synopsis says that... Um, Investigating deeply, Sarah pulls at a thread of accepted definitions of anxiety, unraveling the notion that it is a disease that must be medicated into submission. Could anxiety be re-sown into a thing of beauty? This book encourages the souls who dance with the condition to live the better life with anxiety. Yep. Sums up quite nicely. It does, yeah. I enjoyed it. You read it more recently than me. Yes, I read it over... um... The Christmas New Year break. Fresh in your mind? It is reasonably fresh, but it is a it's quite a hefty little book, you know. Like it's it is. it's a lot to get through. It is. And it's also kind of like two things to it. It's dense information and you kinda of want to well, I found I wanted to stop and absorb it a little bit and I found I had to reread things. And the other thing is she's trying to flip well not trying, but she's giving a different perspective of it mm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that even said that in a little bio, it said there's so many books on how to cope with anxiety or anxiety or creating your coping mechanisms or whatever, but this is like teaching you or giving you the idea that you could embrace it in a different way. Mm. Yes, which definitely. Which is a perceptive that, perception that you've definitely got to get your head around. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. She doesn't exactly give you like a roadmap for how to do it either. She just sort of starts explaining her her anxiety, how she copes with it, and then how she's come to look at it in a different way. Yeah. And obviously is still working on it. Yes, it's a work in progress. Yeah. She's like not saying life. I've solved anxiety, but no. she's saying this is potentially a way you could look at it and it has helped me in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So what was your initial thoughts on the book, um, uh, other than those ones? <laughs> other than all of those ones. Um, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. So I probably read it oh, two years ago now. Um, and it was, yeah, basically everything that I just said, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, good, I liked good, good. it. I thought it was uh, well laid out, and I also liked, I like when books break things down into little boxes and mm. like little bits coming off the side of information and all of that. And she does that throughout the book. Yeah. Like little comments from her um, editor or friends or whatever. And then also she puts um, little like cruel ironies of people anxiety. that suffer from anxiety find yeah and stuff like that and I like I like those little things yeah that break, was fun breaks up the information I definitely think it's a book that you anyone who is suffering from anxiety should read to make themselves feel less alone yes because it she clearly has anxiety and like she is completely raw and like unapologetic unapologetic and just like lays it out how it is and how she is feeling in the moment about that situation yeah and just like you can she's obviously having anxiety 
throughout writing the book as well. Like you can feel it in the mm. writing. It's very um, raw. Raw is a good word. Yeah, very real. Yes. Like she doesn't try to gloss over anything. She tells you how it is for her. Mm. And it's really good to read. Mm. There's so many moments I found when I'm reading the book that I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness it's not just me. Or like someone else feels this way. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. I definitely think that she, because obviously, uh, well, I think that, and I'm sure, I am sure this is a feeling amongst others, that <laughs> that uh, anxiety is on a spectrum. Yes. And I feel like her anxiety is definitely further along the spectrum than mine. Yes. But I definitely still related to a lot of what she was saying, even though she was further down the track. Yeah, I agree. Down the down the like, spectrum more. <laughs> her anxiety can ramp up like triple the amount my anxiety can get from what she explains. I'm like my anxiety doesn't get like that, yeah. but I can understand how it could, and I definitely feel have been in similar situations and thought similar things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I agree. Like that's something that I was um, actually thinking about. Does does everyone suffer from anxiety to a degree or is it just some people? And then two things to follow on from that. <laughs> in the book it said that globally one in 13 people suffer an anxiety-related illness. Yeah. It's... I don't know where that stat's from, if it's like what year or anything like that or how yeah. it was measured. Yeah. It was interesting. Yes, well, because she does talk about life naturals. Yes. So those are the people that just don't have any... They just don't have anxiety. Like, they, they're they immune to anxiety. Yeah, so that's like 20%. Yeah, 20% of people are life, considered life naturals and they're born biologically immune to anxiety. Yeah. And they, like, look at a flower. She said... She's, like, explaining how it was. And they look at a flower and they find it beautiful. And then that's it. Yeah. Whereas, and I was like feeling this hard when I was reading it, whereas like they don't go and think, am I, am I, did, did I do that right? Was that how, it, like, have have I considered how beautiful the flower is correct? Is it, yeah. I mean, the flower's going to die eventually. It's yeah. It's really thinking about how the flower's going to die. And then like, it's not going to last if I appreciated it right, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Um, but a life natural just be like, oh yeah, that flower's cool, <laughs> and then move on with their lives, yep. carry on. That's it. I I find that when I'm trying to be present, I fully turn into a, like, it turns into an anxiety spiral where I, like, start thinking about things, about whether I'm doing the, thinking about being present right. Yeah. So I'm like, am I present? I'm like, oh, I need to be present. And then I'm like thinking the whole time about how whether I'm doing the present, being present right. I know. And I don't know that I'm being present because <laughs> I'm too... Busy. So you're too worried about it. I know what you mean. You're like, is this actually being present or do I just think I'm being present? Yes, I start analysing oh. about being present and <laughs> I'm not know. actually being present. I know. It's so tricky. <laughs> oh, it blows my mind. Being one of those 20% would be so nice. Yeah, I reckon Pete's one of those 20%. Mm, I reckon Jono is too. <laughs> Sleep soundly and can tune out the chaos. Yes, yes, exactly. He just goes to sleep. <sighs> no problem. No, he's like, all right, I'm off to bed. And then he's like asleep two minutes later. I'm yes. Like, 
Uh, you're not gonna like wind down like you're not gonna <laughs> analyze your day or like 20 years ago when oh. you said this one thing <laughs> yes and suddenly like get gripped with fear or how like oh god paralyzed you can't oh. move oh. yes i like start like because i have to work myself to sleep like i have to talk to myself like i have to think about something to make myself go to sleep yeah. like something nice yeah like pre-make a dream so I can yes. get to sleep but Pet's just like closed clo- closed <laughs> closed eyes done I know <laughs> alright good night <laughs> it actually blows my mind how quickly Jono can get to sleep <laughs> like I will still be talking to him and he'll be like sorry I was asleep for a minute there it just woke me up <laughs> We would have literally just hopped in bed. Like, head on the pillow. Okay, you're done. <laughs> so I just got an off switch. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I really want an off switch for my brain. That'd be nice, eh? Just to relax a little bit. <laughs> like, even when you're relaxing, you're not relaxing. <sighs> I watched that, um, that program explained on netflix and at the mind explained and it had like has like five or six um 20 minute episodes and one of them's on anxiety but another one's on was it on anxiety the one baby i don't know anyway one of them oh gosh sometimes it gets really loud um anyway one of them they were talking about, I might have been the first one, and they took a part of a person's brain out and they lost all of their memories, but they also lost any, like, thoughts about the future. And when the um, doctors ask them about the future, they don't have any opinion on it or have any thoughts about it. They're not, they don't think about it because they've lost that part of their brain. Wow. The same part of their brain. So they've always got to be present yeah. and they don't have memories. Yeah. So they've always got to be present. Yeah, because they're not, because you're future is shaped by your past and if you don't have a past you don't have anything influencing your future whoa yeah that's mind-blowing yeah but also how do you plan anything if you're not thinking about the future yeah do they (laughs) just drift through and hope that everything's gonna be okay do they just think i'm hungry now and then go eat yeah they don't think what am i gonna have for dinner oh i can't even (laughs) i can't even fathom it's unfathomable it actually is yeah yeah it was very wow. interesting okay i'm gonna go watch that yeah they're really good and they're nice and quick to watch so it's like that's good just a burst of information and it's narrated by emma stone is it yeah real random huh hmm. cool. the mindfulness one of it is really good too oh nice and there's one on dreams oh yes yeah i'm definitely gonna watch that one mm. Hmm, might watch one this evening. Mm-hmm. So, what does your anxiety feel like? Um, so it depends on the day. So sometimes <laughs> it I, depends on it depends on the day. the day. Well, no, it generally feels the same, but sometimes I can function and sometimes I can't. Oh, so right. Sometimes it, I just keep going and going and going, and other times I can't. If it gets too bad but I don't even know if it's if it's when it gets too bad I think it might just depend on the day or where I'm at or anything like that mm. and how much anxiety is compounded to yeah. get to that point yeah like how long I've been feeling in that state yeah but to me it just feels like my brain is in overdrive I can't control it like I've got 
thousands of tabs open in my brain and I can't focus. Yeah. I think I lose focus. Yeah. And then sometimes I can function, sometimes I can't. Have you ever had a panic attack? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's it's all about perception. You know when you think about something and you read a description and you're like, oh, I don't think I've experienced that. It's mm. like when people have a heart attack and they're like, oh, this isn't a heart attack because so it's not bad enough. Right, yeah. So I have a feeling I may have, but I feel like it wasn't bad enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in the book she describes panic attacks and she also describes anxiety spirals and that's where you get to this point where you like literally cannot Mm. like she says she just runs away she like she just her brain is just just going and going and going and going and going and she just can't control it and it just she just has to like break out of it somehow and she just like runs away until it stops or curls Mm, up in a ball until it stops Yeah. yeah yeah How does it feel to you? Uh, it lives in my throat. It lives in your throat? Yes, very much so. It lives mm. in my throat. Like, it moves to other parts of my body. Yeah. But it, like, it, like, has its holiday home in, like, my stomach. Yeah. But it's mostly, like, its home is in my throat. My, like, I get a really tight throat. Yeah. But my stomach also gets really, like like crampy yeah sore and then obviously i just have like this like those thoughts that just just keep going like what if this happens what if this happens what if you think about this why haven't you done this why Why didn't you do that why did you do that when you were five yeah you can't (laughs) stop them yeah it feels like um oh man yeah just can't stop them can't control it and sometimes i feel like my brain and, like, everything around me is, like, in hyperspeed and I'm in slow motion. Oh. And, like, this, it feels weird. Like, mm-hmm. so much is going on. I can't stop it. I can't, like, un- comprehend what's going on. But my body isn't moving at the right speed. Yeah. yeah. It feels stuck. Yeah. And everything else is going on. Like, you're just, like, wading through mud or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. How often does that happen to you? Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's just weekly, sometimes it's monthly. Lately. It really depends on, like, um... What's going on? What's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So lately? Uh, I, <laughs> last two weeks, pretty good. Yeah. Probably only felt anxious, like, one or two times. Yeah. And yesterday and today, like, no. Nah. No. Nah. Just constant. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Like, can't focus. <laughs> You've seen me at work. Yeah. Can't focus. I can't. My brain is constantly thinking about things that it shouldn't be. Well, when you're trying to focus on something else. Something else. Yes. It's not that it shouldn't be thinking about them. No. It's just that it is, and then it won't stop. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the tight throat and the sore stomach the night before, before work, work started. Yeah. I also get it, so another, the mind explained, um, they talk about four different types of anxieties and one of them is social anxiety and it's like the anxiety when you go into social situations and I uh, 100% get it when I'm going into a social situation and normally I'm fine. I generally just try and make it awkward for everyone so it makes it less awkward for me. Yeah. Evil, uh, even the plane. Well, you just go like, a, like I just go in full, 
tilt so that everybody is just like, whoa, okay, awkward for her. <laughs> awkward for us. Now we're awkward. All good. We move faster. Yeah, like at a network thing, networking thing, I'll just oh. be like, I'll be like, I'm not very good at this stuff. Um, so I'm just gonna be real awkward in the person, and I'll just say that to someone, and they'll be like, "Yeah, me neither." My name's blah blah blah. I'm like, "Hi, I'm Abby," and we just start talking that way. I try and break the ice with my awkwardness. Yeah, it generally works. Yeah, yeah. But building up to that point, I am a wreck. <laughs> like the other day, Mum was like, uh, "We're going to visit some family friends, and we I haven't seen their kids in ages. They're the same age as me, and um." I haven't seen them in ages, and I got into the car, and mum was like, oh, we're going to go see such and such. They're really looking forward to seeing you. And I was like, mum, you've just set off my anxiety, like, by a thousand, because you've told me they're looking forward to seeing me. Like, what are they expecting? Who do they expect is going to be there? I'm not like I was ten years ago when I last saw them. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> they're excited to see me as well. Like, they're looking forward to it. Why on earth Why? are they looking forward to it? Who do they think I am? Like, I have... Oh. I have I'm like, Mum, my like, stomach has just gone into huge knots. My throat is closing over. And <laughs> Why did you tell me this? Would be better off not knowing this information. Exactly. If you just said, oh, yeah. such and such is going to be there. I'm like, oh, okay. And go do it. <laughs> no, oh, they're excited to see you. Yeah. What? They're really looking Why? forward to it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That's when I feel my anxiety probably the hardest. Social situations. Social situations, yeah. Mm, that's <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. And I generally think I'm mildly okay with social situations. However, I do like to feel the silence. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm such an introvert. But in social situations, if there's a... If there's a silence, I am filling it. There can be no silence. It cannot be awkward, but I will fill it with awkward chat. Yeah, and if there's a if there's a silence, it's like, oh, that's because I'm not fulfilling this conversation properly, yes. so I need to do something about this. So I'll just express some information that probably nobody else needs to know about or wants to know about, but I'm going to tell everyone because I need to stop the silence from happening because it makes me so anxious. Yes. Same. And I often get really mad about it. I'm like, why are the extroverts not stepping up in these situations? <laughs> because they're comfortable. Oh. <laughs> what does that feel like? <laughs> yeah, like today at lunchtime. No, not lunchtime. Afternoon tea time. Like, nobody was talking. So I was like, right, I'm telling a story about myself then. <laughs> I usually drag you into it. So I'm like, Rachel's yeah. doing such and such. <laughs> like... I don't know how many times when we're all quiet at morning tea or afternoon tea, I'm just like, so, uh, we're quiet today. <laughs> no one needed to say that. We're just quiet. Be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. But anyway, back to the book. Yeah, the book is good. <laughs> it is good. Dad, so my dad got, um, oh, I don't know how to describe it, uh, because I said mauled i said dad got mauled mm. by a bull yes and pete was like you can't say he's got mauled by a bull and i'm like how else do you describe it he's like attacked and i'm like it didn't like jump out and attack him it like ran him down yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> i think mauled is and he didn't like get charged well he did get charged but then it was like mauling him mauling him yeah <laughs> 
mauling while well, he was on the ground. So anyway, my dad got mauled by a bull like the week before my wedding, which was fantastic. And when we were in the um, emergency room, well, we were through the emergency room and he was waiting for some someone or something. You know how you end up in there for hours. Mm. And I only had two books with me. It was this book. First, oh, no. We made the beast beautiful. And, um, and Dad's phone had fallen out of his pocket in the paddock with the bull. So he left it there. At, well, he didn't realize it had fallen out of his pocket. And so he didn't have a phone. And... Um, so I had that book and a like a chiclet like that star crossed one. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, your options are <laughs> a woman trying to make a man fall in love with her through using star signs, or <laughs> the book about anxiety. Oh, no. Would you like a choice? And he's like, oh, I'll read the Sarah Wilson one. And I was like, okay, here you go. I left onto it. And then I came back because we went to go get some drinks or something. Came back and the doctor had come in. She's like, oh, you were reading Sarah Wilson to Dad. No way. <laughs> and Dad's like, um, yeah, but it's actually my daughter. She's reading it. And, and she's like, yeah, I thought it was a bit interesting you were reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's not to say it doesn't relate to. No, no. It only relates to women is just obviously um more more women are more likely to be anxious than men that's so funny (laughs) she's like are you enjoying it he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't know what i'm reading he's a fast reader though he read past where i was before i got there really yeah just by sitting in he did have a lot of time in the hospital while he was um waiting waiting and things but he said it's definitely not a book you can read all at once it's one you've got to Put down, think yeah. about, come back to. He said it was like quite a lot to read in one sitting. Yeah, like not, he didn't read the whole book in one sitting, but what he did read in one sitting was a lot. Was a lot. It makes you think, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, mm. yeah. But he said, "I mean that uh, that meditation sounds like that sounds like something you need." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the meditation I do." He's like, "Oh yeah, it sounds like it really works for her." <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Which brings me to my next point. She does Vedic meditation. She does. And I got real excited when I found out that. You knew that before you did... I know, I know I knew that. But, but I you didn't, didn't know. Connect, but yeah. I knew that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's... Yeah, she's written a lot about her um, Vedic meditation. Yeah. And she does it twice a day, 20 minutes, when mm. she can. And she has this thing where she has to do it in, like, these really, like, grimy places. Yeah. That's just, like, a one of her things yeah and, like it's easier for her if she's in a situation which you wouldn't kind of create yes. to meditate within yeah mm. yeah that's interesting hey yeah and she did that um Ayurveda Ayurveda course mm. where she went to like the grimiest like one she could find the realest realest one she could find in yeah, India yeah and I was like mm, no we different yeah <laughs> I definitely like a little bit of comfort. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like she pushes herself to the, well, not the extreme, but she needs all that, all of the comforts um, stripped back. Oh, she pushes herself to the extreme. (laughs) To like immerse herself in these. Yeah. Because her other thing is walking. Like she, Mm. like walking is the bee's knees. Mm. and, And I completely agree. But her walking is like, a bag and a cucumber for a nine-hour hike. That gives me anxiety. That gives me anxiety. 
She's like, oh yeah, I walked Spain and um, I just left these villages with my my. It's not even a. It's not even a backpack. It is a shopping bag like situation. Satchel Tote thing. bag yeah. satchel. I know. <laughs> no, like. I would need a lot of stuff. I know. I know. It's amazing. Oh, power to her. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Well, then I could I could go on to my next point. If yeah, you like. please. <laughs> While you find yourself. Please. Um, she talked about the difference between anxiety and depression. Yes. And how anxiety is like this worrying about the future that's sort of how it manifests, mm-hmm. is that the right word? And depression sort of comes from thinking about the past. Yeah. And you can be an anxious person with, and like an anxious, depressed person and a depressed, anxious person. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. An, yeah, a depressed person with anxiety or an anxious person with depression. They sort yeah. of come, hold hand in hand and I completely agree, but I don't know which one I am. Yeah. I think I'm an anxious person with depression. Yeah. Yes. Because I've always been a warrior. Yeah. Not and a warrior. A warrior. A war. A warrior. Um. <laughs> I feel like our accents are really like screwing up. A warrior versus a warrior. It sounds gross. <laughs> um. Yes, I agree. I agree with that statement. An anxious person. <laughs> With depression. Yeah. That's how you feel? Yeah. 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 And it swings and roundabout. Yeah, definitely. It was interesting. I, I liked her... Um, I can't form any words today, but Do I you know really why? liked it's how Do you know why? It's because you're in your winter and you actually can't talk. Your, you can't talk properly when you're winter. Um, I had this the other day. I was talking to... Um, and I am in my summer, oh. so I am like... Blah, 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 blah. You're holding us together. <laughs> we're like not... <laughs> Um, the other day when I was with my mother-in-law and we were sitting at a, at a table in a cafe and it's a very loud motorbike. It is. Um, we're sitting at a table in a cafe and I was like barely able to form sentences. Like I was mumbling, my words were getting mixed up. I didn't know what I was trying to say. Like she'd asked me a question. I was trying to give an intelligent answer. I could barely form words. I only see her like once every three years and I could barely look like an intelligent human yeah, or just a human. And, <laughs> and I was like, it's cause I'm in my winter. <laughs> She won't understand if I explain it. <laughs> she won't understand. Or just getting into my winter, I was in my autumn. But yeah, yeah, it was oh. like I was fully in the the bottom of the barrel. Yep, the struggle is real. <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying? I don't even know. Sorry. Nah, I couldn't even get this. It's okay. It's quite okay. It's quite okay. Yeah. One of. The little things. Mm. Like, this could just end up into... In, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this could just end up me reading, but I just want to share one of the little um, cruel ironies. Reading might be good for you right now. <laughs> might. <be. laughs> one of the cruel ironies that I really liked. 
Um, and that was one of the first early on ones. Well, actually, I wrote down four. But one of them was that the anxious tend to seek solitude, solitude yet simultaneously <laughs> crave connection. Did I say words? <laughs> the anxious tend to seek solitude. Yet. But simultaneously. Crave. Which is a t- terrible word on a good day. Good. Simultaneously crave connection. True that. And I relate to that. Yes. Heavy. Like when things get too much, I definitely withdraw from the world a little bit. Mm. And not just the world. world. ties in with one of the other ones which um one of the other cruel ironies is that it says we deal better with strangers than when our mate then with our friends when we're in an anxious state yes and oh man that is so true i can be nice as pie to the person that rings up at work and i have to deal with i'm like oh this is the best day ever (laughs) have a great chat to them and then i'll um Turn around to you or go home to Jono and be like, I can't talk. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> just leave me alone. Don't come near me. Like, <laughs> but if a stranger comes up and starts talking, yep, you're good. Yeah. I can function. Yeah. I have to function for you. Yeah. So you yeah. don't think I'm, like, losing my mind? What? Is it because, do you reckon, like, that, that... I think it's who I'm comfortable with. Right. And, like, who I know will understand how I'm feeling. But it's is it, like... That's what I'm saying. Is it, like, when you talk to a stranger, you go, I have to act like a normal, like, functioning human being. Yes. And when you're with... Uh, when it's someone out, when you turn and talk to the people who aren't strangers, you're like, ah, yeah, I can be what My, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, I'm not functioning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's so, yeah, definitely um, related to that. Yeah. The other one that I really liked was it said, the more anxious we are, the more high-functioning we will make ourselves appear, which is like, which encourages the world to lean on us more. Mm-hmm. You definitely do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hard. And I feel there was like a breaking point last year where that kind of switch flipped the other direction, I feel less capable of functioning, functioning like over the last couple of months when I'm feeling anxious than I did previously. Mm. I feel like I could function in that state for a very long time. Yeah. And now I'm just like, don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. So interesting. And she, um, she, time talk- she kind of starts off the book by talking about how um, anxiety and people, people who have it or feel it, sort of, it's being caused by this this constant need for something else. Yes, and this disconnection. She says anxiety is a disconnection with with this something else. Yes, and it's like 
It's like she likens it to a dog when they're trying to get comfortable on a bed and they do like they spin in a circle, you know? Yeah. And it's like a person with anxiety is doing that spin, but they never find their their comfortable place to settle. Like that's the that's what anxiety is. It's not finding that comfortable place to settle and never being able to. Not settling. Yeah. And and then she goes on to say like it's not knowing why we exist. Yeah. And then, towards the end of the book, she flips that. Yeah. And she says, anxiety, like, sitting in your shit, and, like, it makes us sit in our shit, and it takes you on a journey to the point where you will um, be more connected to your inner and yourself rather than requiring all these outside influences to make you feel better and find your place and it, it connects you it helps you yeah. yeah it helps you find that connection yeah to yourself and then your existence and the meaning of life ha got real woo woo <laughs> yeah yeah I which really, i really like that i really agree with that yeah and also i think she said something about how um like often people with anxious thoughts have this feeling that, that there's something more they don't know what that more is and they don't really know what they're looking for but they're constantly on that journey yeah and they're constantly trying to get there and that's what causes the spirals and the yeah. thoughts and the anxiousness yeah yes and i think it and even though you're looking for the something and you don't know what it is and you don't know how to get there you don't have a plan i think that's something that also struggle with because i plan to feel calmer mm. i yeah like, I love a to-do list or a plan or I've got to have a step to get somewhere and it makes me feel better about the future or just life in general and not having a plan is often... Triggers. An, yeah, is often a trigger or an unsticking, like, unsticking point. Mm. Like, the thread starts unravelling. Yeah. Uh, you've got to have this close... But then she talks about, like, a big ball of... Pull and yes. it the wool, and if yep. you start pulling at a thread, it gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And what you need to be doing is getting loose and loosening it, and do it, finding ways to loosen that that wall of anxiety. Yeah, rather than tightening it up. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's good. It is. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, yes, I connect with that real hard at the moment because that's sort of where it's all. Where it's all coming from at the moment is I just don't know what the what the reason for anything is. Mm, and don't have a plan or it, what to do. Yes. Or, yeah, and yes, it's not yes. that I, like, in some ways is the depression side of it where I'm like, I don't know what the reason is, what's the point? And then the anxiety side of it is like, I don't know how to figure out how I'm meant to know how to do this and I need to find a plan to work out how to do it. Mm. And I need to look at the future and figure out how I'm going to live my rest of my life with with this whatever it is yeah how i I figure out what my reason reason is my meaning the meaning of anything yeah and i think her a lot of her uh messages that it's within you like you've got to you've got to boil it down right down to what's it what's in you and figure it out from there yeah and often you've just got to take that first step Mm. there's not always going to be a plan laid out mm. or you, you don't know where you're going to end up but you just take that first step yes and she talks about how she was talking to her her as a therapist the sky the sky lady mm. and how she the her therapist like 
I may be wrong and maybe not be her therapist, but this person was like to her, it was a person she went to see and she paid money to talk to. Anyway, this person was like, um, you just need to take a leap. Yep. And, and um, it was something like, when you take a leap into the unknown, you'll always land safely because life will always support you and you'll free fall for a bit and then you'll grow wings and... Um, it'll actually be okay, but you have to take that step before you can grow wings and be okay because you can't go out and buy the wings before you jump. Yeah, you've got to jump and then get the wings. Yeah. I really like, yeah, I really like that. Yeah. And I'm like, in some ways. (laughs) But also, where's my plan? But also, (laughs) like... I'm sure there's people who are falling and falling and falling and have never found their wings because they never had the ba- the bottom. There, there has to be a place to fall to. There has to be a... I might be just talking gibberish now. There, there has to be a way in which you have some form of support eventually because you can't, you can't take a leap if you don't have support somehow as in like... No, yeah. Like, if I quit my job tomorrow, I would be okay. I know I'd be okay because I've got an education to back that, back up whatever I do. I know how to read and write. So I'm going to be okay to move forward. But also, yeah. So you have to be doing that, taking that step from a point of actually having some form of backup. backup. Well, yeah, backup, but something to help you propel you forward like that's the other thing you, you might sorry i'm throwing stuff everywhere um but that's the other thing you want to take that leap of faith but yeah. also you've got to put things in place to make sure that it's at least going to be somewhat successful yeah but what she's saying is just you shouldn't. do it you should I know. just do it just take the first step and oh then the next gosh. step and then the next step and then the next step and then you'll have all of the steps in a row but you've got to take the first step without having three steps down the line guaranteed it's like going with no safety net yeah i yeah i i really really struggle with that because like say i wanted to leave my job okay cool resign you leave in a month but then in a month time i've still got bills to pay i've still got to leave uh live i've still got to eat i've still got to pay my mortgage how is that going to be done if i don't have a source of income but i think what she's saying is it will work itself out it will work itself out yeah i don't know about that (laughs) i don't trust that just yet i get where she's coming from and i can understand it but also i've never done it so i don't know yeah and like i've I've always had my next step planned mm, prepared and done same and i feel like like we're kind of in a similar situation with Jono having quit his job and trying to make things work out. His backup is obviously me still working and being lot. able to pay for our, our bills and living life. But, and I, and like you kind of think that sense of urgency to make something work out will kick in, but I don't know if it does when you've still got a backup. And do you just have to throw caution to the wind and be like, we have to make this work. But yeah. then do you end up in a so situation that's So, Jono, I'm cutting you worse. off. I'm going to make this happen for you because I'm going to cut you off. So I'm no longer your backup. Now you have to make it work. <laughs> but also, he's a life natural, so... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think true. It's work out. True. Yeah. Yeah, I struggle with that. I feel like I said a lot of words that didn't make sense. Like, we talked gotcha. around a bit. Cool. I gotcha, eventually. Cool. I mean, I, I, yeah, I talked a little bit. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, 
I want guarantees. Yeah. And I know that's not necessarily how life works. Mm, and what tricky. she's saying is we need to, like, do it. And then she talks about grace and the process of what happens after that. And read the book. <laughs> the book is brilliant. The yeah. book is brilliant. I wanted to ask you mm. what are some of your triggers? Triggers for anxiety. Yeah. The social thing. Yeah. Um... When I have too many things to do and I can't, don't have, like, time to work them out. Yeah. Like, to, like, allocate time for them. Yeah. Time to take, taking time to allocate the time to do the things that I have to do. Like, everything, that sense of urgency, yes. everything has to be done now. Yes. Yeah. Also a trigger is when I don't have anything to do. Mm. Both sides. Have you do you have like little coping mechanisms or strategies that uh, you find help you when you're in meditation? Yeah, some form of exercise. Yeah, any form of exercise. Yeah, um, getting outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting outside's a big one. Like walking is a big thing. Mm. Massive thing. Jono knows that. If things are bad, he'll like take me. I was like, I'm a dog. Take me for a walk around the block. And honestly, <laughs> fixes everything. It fixes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Walking and yoga. Mm. The big things for me. Yeah. I don't think I've fully like worked out what works yet. Mm. And the other thing is sometimes when you're in that place, is you. I find it hard because I know what's going to help me, but sometimes I'm just like, I can't do it. Yeah. Definitely. I can't do it. What triggers you? Um, uh, Overwhelm of questions or decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I ask you loads of quick questions in a row? No, I like quick (laughs) questions because that's something I know I'm always going to be able to answer. Yeah. I don't know. They're like refreshing. That's weird that I like them thinking about it now (laughs) because I can't even decide what to have for dinner at the moment. (laughs) And making decisions I find quite hard. Like it will take me ages to buy something, even just something little or something big. Like I live for recommendations. Yeah. I hate making that, oh my gosh, this is a new person or place. I'm going to buy from them. Is it going to work out? I don't know. It will just sit in my cart for two months like I brought a couple of pairs of pants over the holidays mm. they've been as a window on my tablet for about six months yeah ordered them tried them on didn't like them sent them back I could have done that six months ago <laughs> but no I waited I thought about it I oh I don't quite have it that bad yeah. I mean like like I don't have it in that way I have it I have the opposite thing where I like I like oh if it fuck it I'll just do it yeah. I'll just buy, I'll buy it. it. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do with a sleeping bag. Just try it out. See what happens. Yeah. I'm going to buy it tonight. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> I know, but I have done literally a day of, um, a day during the work day of research on the sleeping bag. And I'm like, yep, that's what I'm going to. Is it on sale? Uh, not really. But do you find that also sometimes it's harder to look at all of the options? And sometimes it's oh, easier just to choose that first exactly. thing? Exactly. Yeah. I hate when there's so many options. There's so many options. It's like going to a restaurant when they have 30 different things on the menu. And you're like, 
take them away. Give <laughs> me five options max. That's why I feel like why I like the secondhand clothes buying websites because. Oh, excuse me. Bless you. Um, I like the secondhand clothing websites because you don't have a choice. You've got very limited. Like you look for what's in your size. Oh, I like that. Oh, yes. I don't like that. Exactly. And often they have a person who who is your size wearing them, mm. and you're like, oh yeah, that's what it looks like on a person my size. Yeah, definitely. So you're like, okay, I probably think I could pull that off. Or, oh no, that wouldn't work for me because yeah. I've got smaller boobs or whatever. Yeah, it's handy. Yes, very handy. It is good. I have one more thing about the book. Yeah. Um, there was one bit about happy. Like, there was a lot of bit of a lot of bits about happiness. Yes. And have you got it too? I've got the quote. Do you have the quote? Well, I don't know if it's the same quote. Is it the one by um, Hugh McCoy? Yes. The Good Life. Yes. yes. I love this so much. Okay, so just you can say the quote, but mm-hmm. I will preempt it with the information she said before she was talking about happiness and how she prefers a rich and deep um rich and deep rather than saying happiness like being happy is a um she feels awkward around happy things like drumming circles is one of her examples and i'm like i do not find drumming circles happy Mm. they stress me out Mm. um she prefers things that where happy is the byproduct of the experience yeah i'm like yes actually totally I am picking up where you're laying down, sister. And um, <laughs> uh, she says that actually studies a show, say show that to be happier, you need to be delving into that meaning of life. And basically what she says is anxiety does is delve into that meaning of life. And that's what that's why people with anxiety, if they get to that point, can be happy anyway. And yeah. then she talks about this guy, Hugh McKay, McKay who is... Um, against the pursuit of happiness Mm. and he's more about he sees that as a fear of sadness yeah and then he says this quote which you've got written down what does it say um yeah here's this quote i'm pretty sure it's is this a book that he wrote the good life yes i think it must be yeah and so he says uh, the pursuit of happiness seems to me a really dangerous idea and has led to a contemporary disease in Western society, which is a fear of sadness. I'd like just for a year to have a moratorium of the word happiness and to replace it with the word wholeness. Ask yourself, is this contributing to my wholeness? And if you're having a bad day, it is. Amazing. Mm. I think we've talked about this on another episode for maybe or just in life about how you can't be happy happy all the time and it is those bad days that you can't be happy constantly otherwise you wouldn't know what happiness is like you need to have those bad days as well and appreciate them and sit through your feelings i think we talked about it in our winters or like when uh, we did our, um, yes. our cycle our seasons right yes, you can't constantly power. at the top of your game because otherwise how do you know that's the top of your game mm. type thing? And I think he's saying that same thing. We shouldn't be searching for happiness. We should be searching for a whole life. Yes. And not feel bad when we've had a bad day or feel sad. I know. I think that's awesome. I think I think that's such a good way to look at it to say, is this contributing to my wholeness? Like, 
Yes, like mm. you can't just be one type of person, like one type of emotion your entire life. It just doesn't work that way, no. and it doesn't make you very interesting. No, <laughs> it doesn't make you a whole person. Exactly. So I reckon that's my that's that's my words of wisdom mm. at the moment. It's wise words. Wise words that yeah is this adding to my wholeness. Yeah, is mm. that is that what we ask yourself? Is this contributing to my wholeness? Yeah. If you're having a bad day, then yeah, you're all good. It's, it's helping you out, making you more whole. It's making you more whole. Yeah. So Rachel, this this episode made you more whole because because even though I couldn't talk properly, it's just one of those days, and it was still fun. It was fun. Um. Anything else? I have one other thing. That I quite liked. I think she got it from another book. Oh, yes. The Power of Now. I think we've got it on our list. Which I have read. And in it he does this exercise where he gets you to stop and ask yourself. What are you worried about right now? Or what are you worrying about right now? Not tomorrow. Not next year. But now. Like... About about now. About now. Like, what are you worrying about now? Yes. Not, what are you worrying about right now? No. Because like, right now yeah. I'm worrying about, um, I've got to get a lemon from your tree, and I've got to go home, and I've got to cook dinner, and I've got... <laughs> what um, are we going to have for dinner? What are we going to have to dinner, and I want to buy that sleeping bag. Um, <laughs> and what <laughs> is my... very present right now. <laughs> and what is my purpose? Yes. Oh, sorry, I got that wording right. He says, wrong. Um, <laughs> don't get it right. <laughs> he said, what problem do you have right now? That makes more sense. What problem do you have right now? Not next year or tomorrow, but right now. What is your problem? Yes. What is your problem right now? Other than the fact that you can't speak words. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, actually same. We don't have to be thinking about the future. We can just be recording this podcast. Oh my God, you've just nailed presence in this. Yeah, he's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, that's why his book's called The Power of Now. Right, so we need to read it and become more present. Yes, I read it like four years ago. I definitely need to reread it. Excellent. This is also another problem. Like, I read this book two years ago, Mm. and I flipped through it again today. I need to read the whole thing again. Mm. All these books and all this trying to better yourself and help... um, like navigate life you've just as you don't stop you can't read something once you've got to keep reading it and rereading it and remind yourself and if you actually want something to stick you have to be doing it every single day and you have to be taking little steps all of the time towards being better you can't you can't just be like right i'm reading this book i've changed my life that's it i'm done done tick yeah you're right you have to continually remind yourself and there was one bit in it where she described um doing something once tomorrow was exciting Mm. doing something every day is exciting but doing something every now and then it loses its it loses its um appeal yeah it loses its excitement yes Definitely. I really like that. She also talks about how, um, she talks about the decision thing, how sometimes it's hard just making decisions. So if you just, um, or like plans or whatever. So if you say, okay, I'm going to exercise four times a week, I have this problem big time. 
if you're going to exercise four times this week, four days, you've got to choose what of the seven days this week, what of the four of those are you going to exercise? So you've got a decision and then you could go the first three and you're like, oh, I'll do it the last four. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But then if you get to the last ones and you really haven't done it, you're like, oh, I'll just do it again next week. Mm-hmm. So you've got to remove that. Um, so you have to either. Remove that decision. So you have to exercise every day. Yeah. Make it a non, like. A non-choice, a non-option yeah. to opt in or out. And it's like having sugar. I really relate with this with the sugar thing. If I have sugar once on a day, I'm going to have it again on that day, and I'll probably have it the next day. But if I remove it as an option, like, oh, I, I can't have sugar. I'm not eating it at the moment. I don't think about it, and it, re- it removes that problem when I'm offered it that day. Mm. It's like, oh, no, I'm not eating it. But if I allow myself, like, if I'm not restricting my sugar intake, I will say, oh, do I, don't I? Oh, yes, I want it. But also, no, I shouldn't. Yeah. 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 It's it's every decision is another decision that you have to make in your life. And you want to try and reduce them down to just, like, minimal. Yeah, because she talks about how um CEOs and powerful men more mostly um wear the same out like Obama had like three suits or three suits of the same like oh, I think more than three suits but had the same colored suits all yeah. the time so we didn't have to make a decision of what, what? color to be wearing or yeah. what suit to be wearing for what and thing he only had a choice of two different colors of suits so it didn't like, it reduced it down. He has so many decisions to make in a day. His yeah. clothes is the last thing. Yeah. I feel like I've done that now. I've, like, reduced my wardrobe from Marie Kondo down to, like, I only have five outfits for work. These so are options. those are my options for yeah. the week. I probably oh. have six outfits because if I don't do my laundry on the weekend, I have Oh, one. you can get through here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah otherwise I get decision fatigue. Yes, big problem that is real <laughs> do you have anything else about the book i think that was that was a good discussion cool <laughs> that cool. was a good book i highly recommend it to everyone even if um you don't suffer from anxious thoughts if you know someone that does it would truly benefit yeah she's um, written she wrote a few things in there that was like this is the bit you should leave open for your for your significant other to read. Yeah. That's, or whatever. Helps, um, you can un- helps you to understand how anxious people feel sometimes or what's going to help or what's not. Yeah, even when they don't seem anxious. Yeah. Like on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, an, it's a really cool book, as I said, for someone or anyone who um, feels anxiety and feels quite alone in their anxiety. I think that reading this book is well worth... If someone's feeling alone in their anxiety, they they should read this book because it yeah. definitely makes you feel like you're less, less abnormal. Yeah. Mm. It helps you realise that, oh, actually other people are dealing or coping with this as well. Yeah, coping with this. And in my case reading it I was like wow people are coping with the real extreme version yeah. of what I have yeah yeah 
So if you have any comments, um, suggestions, um, if you've read the book, if you've read the book, if you want to read the book, if you've got, I don't know, just uh, hit us up. Um, Instagram, Instagram, basically being better. Um, Gmail, Gmail. <laughs> basically being better podcast. No, basically being better at gmail.com. <laughs> And Twitter, we are being better pod. Yes. Nailed it. Whew. All right. We, we got get, through there. We get one right and we get the other wrong. Yeah. No, we got it. We're good. All right. We'll see you. Uh, well, we won't probably see you. <laughs> Unless you want to visit. Unless you want to visit. <laughs> but we'll be in your holes next week. Next week. Um, for yeah. a very exciting topic that you'll have to come back to find out. <laughs> Teaser. <laughs> Bye. Basically being better and working it out. Healthy eating, sentence speaking, working it out. Married power, girls in power, working it out. Climbing conscience, cut the nonsense, working it out. Basically being better Basically being better Basically being better Basically being better Put acids in your ears Asses <laughs> Acid in your ears, and it's just melting the other. Asses. Asses. Asses in your ears. You got asses in your ears. <laughs>